Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. I'm Travis Washington. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show one Travis is watching for the first time. And we're at Season 2, Episode 10, The Legion of Doom. Yeah. 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 So, so you mentioned in the chat that you felt like this is for the very first time we've had they're on a roll which means two good episodes in a row <laughs> exactly basically right yeah right but like it has a swagger too right it's not just two right like, hey this one was good and then this one was good it feels like it's it's a momentum of sorts too mm-hmm. right um because you know there were a couple okay ones or ones that were felt pretty good in a row, but they would be for different reasons like maybe before in the past you know this is like it feels like it and it's connected to the bigger arc and uh you know the way good shows do when you can tell one is starting to get that uh, confidence yeah. yeah so give me that sweet sweet netflix synopsis trav strife splinters the legion of doom as they track down the spear of destiny stein breaks the rules of time travel to get his daughter's help mm. and in this i don't know if you noticed during the intros they did that little thing i've been talking about where since this is the villain centric episode yeah, the opening narration is done by Damien Dark. Damien Dark, yeah, and yeah, he's good. And it really fills you in if you never watched Arrow because it's just my really? name is Damien Dark. In 2016, I was murdered by the Green Arrow, but I was removed from the timeline 31 years before my death by a speedster from the future named Eobard Thawne, together with Malcolm Merlin, a former head of the League of Assassins. The three of us are going to locate the Spear of Destiny, a mystical object which can rewrite reality itself. With the spear in our possession, we will change our past and our future and the world as you know it. I was like, if you just, this is the first episode you ever watch, you're like, I get it. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's meant to be a twist on things, though, too. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it like it for me, it acted as like, OK, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's good to get a little bit more background on these guys who and, and I think that like I think I've told you this before in like roundabout ways that I think the show can be guilty a bit of <sighs> expecting people to kind of ha- have known how the universe works because mm-hmm. of these other shows or things like that um and sometimes it, it works better than others but this was yeah as you said it, it worked yeah and even at the, at the beginning of each episode of legends when they it, the logo comes up they show the symbols of each of the characters in this one it says legends and it's dark and red and the three symbols that come up are the symbols of merlin dark and thawne uh, yeah i figured like, as much yeah. and like there's that. uh and there's like a darker tone to mm-hmm. uh, the theme. It reminds yeah. me of how, uh, did you know, you know, the Emperor's theme in, in Star Wars. <laughs> you know that, that tone, right? Uh-huh. Uh, at the end of Phantom Menace, when they're celebrating, I don't know if you know this, and it's the music, is it's the same song. But it's like, it's like, it's the same it's the exact same song mm-hmm. right so that's what just they've done the old kind of they've done the switcheroo with this one here with the legends opening and gone with darker instead of more triumphant i've i've never ceased to be amazed about every little thing you know about that fucking movie <laughs> oh yeah hey man uh, i think uh it's it's really cool watching uh have you seen like like you and mcgregor uh conversations lately 
no. about about how jazzed he is about playing this character again because you know he had lived through it all and saw like you know the reactions and yada yada and how everybody's like oh never never again i want my eight dollars back i want my childhood back like shut the fuck up and everybody really the birth of this kind of what we know now to be <clears throat> toxic fanboy culture not mm. not unique to, to star wars by any stretch oh no but also talking about uh how there are people who this was their new hope you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, in in like larger numbers and he's seeing how much his performance and all these movies actually meant to people so it's going through this weird renaissance and it's 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 funny and it's got like its fans recognize the warts myself included big time uh but kind of have found a uh, it, there's a charm to it now especially now that the sequel trilogy has come out and it doesn't have uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's different, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, there's a weird um, uh, renaissance happening with those those prequels now. That uh, like the memes are the best on the internet. The, the prequel memes are the best on the on the entire internet. So I think that's uh, for me. I've got like I had kind of stopped caring about it uh, much, but seeing that, and especially from uh, people younger than me, uh, seeing people keen about it, it's kind of got me. Uh, you know, more into the, uh, being excited about those stupid little minutia things that I remember from those those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And since since we've got time, look, we're talking about Star Wars. We could do that. We do this on this show, you know, because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it brings up. Here's the thing: I hated the prequels. However, that was it. That was the end of it. I was like, nah, didn't like them. You know, no ruined my childhood mm-hmm. or any of that. So I'm like, nah, not for me. And then I realized early on exactly what you said. I'm like, for some seven year old, this is they think this is awesome. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You know, that they didn't have a problem with it that way. So that's sort of because that toxic fanboyism. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to an episode of um Treks in the City, which with uh Allison Veronica, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's a very um, feminist take on the next generation. And they're doing a rewatch. And it's one of the funniest uh, podcasts out there. And they were recently talking about something more serious. And with this assertion by one of them, and I sort of agree with it, it was there, there were, that Star Wars generally is for children. It's for kids. Yeah. You know, at its core. This, the, you look at the writing in all of them. Yeah. It's all very simplistic. And the way that toxic fanboyism, what happened to that uh, Kelly Tran, yeah. the actress who played oh, Rose. Like Ahmed Best, even before yeah. that. Like Jake oh, yeah. Lloyd, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But hers is, even now in the age of social media, is it was, she had to get off of everything with just these attacks. Yep. There was the flat out ones, racist and misogynistic ones, but the ones that really bothered people were the ones who are like, hey, I'm on your side, but you know, the character was all, you know, and to give the fanboy approach of trying to right. be a hero to them while still shitting on them. And yes, it's really yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but what it got down to was, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, that's sort of how it worked out for me. I didn't love Star Trek when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, it was boring. I loved Star Wars. And now that I'm a grown up, 
I still appreciate Star Wars. I'm looking forward to the new season of The Mandalorian. Like you can't believe. And but I've become a Star Trek mega fan because I grew up, you know, and I and and I still want to scratch that sci-fi itch. And uh, Trek is what appeals to me. So I'm basically saying, you like kids shows, just like this one, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, uh, I I I will say that in terms of films, I think. Uh, the late the last i've talked about the last jedi before and complexity of themes mm-hmm. outweighs um uh any of the uh former star wars films uh or any of the star trek films i i've seen um even if even mm-hmm. though it's a kid's film even oh, though it's no, a kid's no. film and 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 um i i I, that's that's the kind of right now where I am as at this stage in my life, forty two year old, is I want art from these major franchises to come out that really challenges um, yes. um, the audience. I agree uh, in a way that is as polarizing as that one wants. That is my that's my itch. That's my itch that gets scratched as a uh, as a you know older viewer now. Um, I think part of it is because it's still related to what you talked about of, of loving it as a kid, but um, more of it is now like our, you know, current situation mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. And all the stuff we talked about with the toxic fanboyism and everything. And to have that level of self-awareness and to put a mirror up to the audience like that is, ooh, baby, like I, I that's just hook that shit up to my veins. <laughs> well, and that's why I agree, because I mean, we've talked about this before, because yeah. I really liked Last Jedi yeah. for all of those bold choices and yeah. saying, let's do something different. Yeah, it's this. not focus grouped or, yeah. or like, like, yeah. And I, that's what, and, but then that's what people rejected. So then they're like, okay, well, here's JJ back for the third one. And it's yeah. exactly, but wipe all that out and give you what you yeah. want. And then yeah. everyone went, that sucked too. So you just, if you can't win, so have some fun challenge it. And Star Trek, believe me, you want to talk to, you know, I never knew that about IMDb fan reviews until we started doing this show (laughs) because, and to the point where you remember you brought up, you thought maybe some of these are planted. I agree that probably happens on Amazon or anywhere where you're paying for it. But IMDb is just, because it's just research. It's mm-hmm. not where you pay for it because you look at how many people uh, comment on stuff and it's like, you'd think there'd be more it's like yeah. people. And so I went down the rabbit hole. I was like, whatever they think about the new Star Treks, which I'm really into, not the JJ ones, which I think are fine, but the new TV ones. So I'm really into Discovery now. I think it's very, very good. I love the cartoon. I'm like, let's see what they think. And it's just as bad. It's like Gene Roddenberry would be rolling over in his grave. These are all executive produced by Roddenberry's kid too. So, you know, and it's just the same thing. You know, I'm like, you can't, you just, I want the same. I want the same. Mm -hmm. Do something different with it. Yeah. Yeah. With both of them. Yeah. So there's your Star Wars sci-fi. And to tie it all up to, again, to the prequels is I think uh, Mr. Lucas really did something different with it, even back then. Well, for me, I was like, wow, he made Star Wars boring. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you watched? Have you ever revisited? 
Well, yes, because they've revisited all of them recently with my nephew. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh and so over the shoulder a lot. And yeah. Are there it, yeah. It reminded me there's certain parts of Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, like this in the uh, the Obi-Wan Django Fett fight and them fighting in the pit. Right. Was great yeah. in that one. And then but all in that stuff, one. It, and everything else is so bad in that it's one. It's so bad. And, you know, it's it's uh, the the um I remember loving the Yoda fight scenes. And now I watch it now and it's like, oh, that is so CGI. That is yeah, and so- I don't as soon as I saw Super Ninja Yoda, I was yeah. out. I was like, yeah. no. Because I mean, I like that. Yeah, no, I love the, the broad strokes. The broad strokes of him being a warrior and seeing him be a warrior finally are, are like was great. Uh, I really there are the, the broad strokes of the prequels. I love way more than the broad strokes, as with the ex- exception of what Last Jedi was doing, even with their broad strokes in the in the sequels. Right. It, it had a it had a beginning and end point in mind. You could tell from the beginning because it really was one person doing it to a fault. Right. Like he was surrounded by so many sycophants <laughs> and nobody telling him or maybe questioning him on some things. But it was one person's vision. And this was more like by committee. Thank you, Maggie. Maggie. Maggie's, Maggie's like, Maggie's like, isn't this that's dog for it? Isn't this about legends of tomorrow? <laughs> Or she's like, I thought, I see, I heard, make sure you mention Wado, which is a good point. But we can <laughs> save that for another time. You're right. I agree with Johnny. Thank you, Maggie. Yeah, well, and, and one last thing is, here's what got me. And I saw this in the theater. when We, we all went and saw uh, Phantom Menace in the theater. Mm-hmm. And it's just stood out to me and it bothered me was the clearly let's say racially insensitive parts of it yeah. that I'm like, yeah the hook nosed junk dealer who talks yeah. like this. I'm like, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's, but, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's, and like, that's something that's a, a big, uh, again, glaring wart. Um, but, and again, uh, I'm not, yeah, we got it, Maggie. I, I but that's a, like a, that's, you know, a, you tie that to Lucas, but you tie that to uh, J Scott uh, Campbell as well. Like that's something uh, that is, is, you know, you can start with that. You can start that conversation with that movie, but I think, and I'm not making excuses. He is so tied to here with a thousand faces. And mm. again, you're not having people kind of coming in and saying, Hey buddy, maybe you could take this a different uh, direction. Uh, uh, so I think that's a, like, that's a bigger problem too, that, that goes beyond, you know, it's like uh, Peter Pan and um, uh, you know, Ferengi and, and everything that mm-hmm. that's, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't see it in the Ferengis because they don't yeah. do the accents or, or anything yeah. like that. It's like, but here's still, a but you know, race, you know, but the I, goblins I, in Harry Potter, you know? Oh, that's a little rough. Yeah. 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 Well, there's just every depiction in the passion of the Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. Ridiculous. But to put a bow on this, mm-hmm. that's one thing. When you mentioned the hero of a thousand faces, I, I love Joseph Campbell. First, when I first was introduced to Joseph Campbell, I was just transfixed mm-hmm. and, um, that was those those PBS specials, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um, and I loved that Joseph to me Joseph Campbell um put a stamp of approval on the two most two of the most important things in my life was Star Wars and the Grateful Dead because <laughs> he wrote a little thing about he went to a Dead concert and described it as the most the most modern example he's seen of the ritual of energy being shared between shaman and uh shaman and the people and i'm like and then star wars i was like 
all right so the shit i did, like did he cool. did he preface the whole thing by saying that he did drink from the red cup before the, <laughs> before the show started no he was just like i was kind of amazed by it and the music yeah. really wasn't for me but yeah you know, it, it, he didn't say and then i got down to a really sick sugar magnolia and, yeah. Yeah. all right so we're at star city eight months ago mm-hmm. and we got malcolm merlin he's sitting there drinking mm-hmm. he's a defeated man because mm-hmm. at this point um the green arrow has chopped off his hand, by the way. That's who, that's why he has a, a mechanical hand. Hmm. And Thawne and Dark appear out of nowhere. Hello, hello. <laughs> Lenny and Squeaky. Yep. <laughs> I think about Laverne and Shirley more every day during work than any human should. That's... That is so funny to me, man. I love that, 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 uh, is in your your brain man because i i can't i like i have i have um just like you know faint memories of it it's so distant you know what i mean of when it was on i didn't it wasn't reruns for me <clears throat> you know it was never in reruns for when i was older and stuff but oh. i love that like both you and our uh, our buddy james are able to kind of remember uh certain characters better it than was, i said it was it in happy days along with the shows like MASH, were mm-hmm. in syndication while still on the air. So we got, you know, the double dose of everything. And I didn't ever particularly like Laverne and Shirley. I, was, I thought it was okay. <laughs> you know, I liked yeah. the song. I yeah. thought Lenny and Squiggy were funny. Yeah. And it's it just, just, it's uh, just kind of security blanket. Hey, there's something about those. So. Yeah. Very something about so. those shows that just kind of, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I do remember I, recently I, it was a, a rerun was on and it was a first season Laverne and Shirley and I forgot because initially that's when Penny Marshall sounds like Walter Matthau, right? That first yes. Season. Hey, boy, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Laverne. And that's first season. No, but, and they're sexually active because when nice. they're introduced on when they're introduced on Happy Days, like Shirley is trying to fuck Richie and gets they get walked in on. Yeah. And and uh, Laverne was all fucking the funds. And so they pruded up Shirley for the spinoff. But there was an episode, and I caught it recently, and I totally forgot it existed, where Laverne gets drunk at a party, fucks a guy, and thinks she's pregnant and has to deal with And she's not, but she has to talk to her father about it. And I'm going, this happened on Laverne and Shirley? Wild. <laughs> Wild. How did Gary Marshall get this past the fucking ABC censors? Crazy. Ugh. Those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the days. Like six months ago, or seven months ago, in the in the Legends universe. Eight, eight months ago. God, it, that's right away. Before you get too far into this, this is still a, a, a fault of of how if they're gonna go kind of J.J. Abrams with their narrative writing here, where you go back, like, oh, here's a quarter into the story, or here's, like, eight months earlier, and then it's going to bring us. And they're still, like, really dancing around through time in the actual arc. Like, it's it gets confusing. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, no, I guess. I just thought, like, well, this is when they recruited them. Right. Or it's it's yeah oh, oh, I mean, it's it's supposed to it's eight months it's supposed to be eight months from the time you the viewer are watching this right so the right. set time is mm-hmm. january 31st 2017 is your set time as someone watching on your couch and this That's leads us up to that to that intro uh with yeah. the different logos there and stuff um 
but do we ever come back to this? Do we come back to that eight months earlier again throughout this episode? I feel like no, not at all. This is just to okay. show you because because remember Merlin just all right. showed up. All right, they were going to show you this is how they recruited Merlin. Yeah, uh, but because this this whole episode is like you said, it's the strife between the bad guys, and mm-hmm. it's so much fun watching yep. these guys bicker. And it yep. starts like, look at this, uh, Malcolm Merlin he used to be a somebody. He used to be Ray Sagul, and yeah. uh, that's pretty cool. And, and he was because I like that something that they did. Well, <laughs> some, yeah, well, something they did on these shows because in the Batman comics. Like Reza Ghoul is just that guy's name, I think. It's his title, but no yeah. one else has been. What they call those sideburns. One's yeah. Ray's, one's Ray's, the other one is Al Ghoul. Al Ghoul. <laughs> but in here, it's a title that can be given. Mm-hmm. And uh, hmm. Merlin was brief, briefly a uh, race. And so he tells him, you know, we're going to fix all your fortunes. And then so uh, we fast forward to uh, the LOD now and Rip's brain is pudding as they say over and over again you know they realize he's not he's not faking this he really thinks he's phil this dumb hippie this guy has had his meat right he's Mm -hmm. he's moved on to the pudding (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because they use the the joke pudding brain or pudding head in this a bunch and on imdb there's people who stretch because they're like hey John Barrowman, Merlin, and the guy who plays Rip, Arthur Darville, were both regulars on Doctor Who. And in many episodes of Doctor Who, they use the term pudding brains for dumb people. And I'm thinking, it's clearly only, I don't, I think it's Come just on. a coincidence. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's, they don't go that deep. <laughs> so they're all arguing. Fawn's had it with them. He's calling them idiots because uh, you lost the medallion. Uh, Merlin starts questioning Thorne. He's like, well, where do you keep running off to? Zip. He just zips and he's choking him against the wall. It's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that Dark is completely nonchalant. He's always nonchalant. He's like, oh, I hate it when he does that. And mm-hmm. then, but Merlin calls his bluff. You know, you don't, you know, I'm not afraid of you. You know, you need us. I'm going to use hypnosis. And he's like, will that work? And he says, the league didn't call me the magician for nothing. And uh, Dark's reaction is he rolls his eyes and goes, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Copperfield. <laughs> this guy's a regular David Blaine's over here. He is. <laughs> Frozen in a block of ice. I remember that shit. I was like, people like, I think he really, fr- oh, he's not really. It's a trick, dum dum. <laughs> I, I didn't care for him. Yeah, well, he's still around. He's a, well, I mean, he's a, I think he's a Epstein guy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Oh, really? I think he's in the black book. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I got an even another reason not to like. Yeah. Rock and roll magicians never really worked for me, except for the amazing Jonathan. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Funny. That's your, that's your, that's your magician of choice is the amazing Jonathan. No, no. As far (laughs) as like, as far as we're rock stars as our magician persona. Yeah. You know, know, like, take, uh, oh man, I like growing up with those Copperfield specials were pretty awesome. I when know, he walked no, through, when he went through the, the Great Wall, I remember that really. Like, I was probably at the right age to really, 
I remember it, but that was like an event. Like kids would be talking about it at school the next day. Really? Like he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. there's something about the spectacle to it probably at that time. But I, again, it was the demographic, man. Maybe. I, know, I was a kid. I thought it was cheesy. I didn't like him. Like the first time I saw Pen- about Henning, uh, you're more of a Henning guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Doug Henning. <laughs> hey, like, what's up? The beauty of magic. I yes. see teeth right now. <laughs> Yes, all teeth and curls. Teeth and curls and a skin tight white t shirt with a rainbow on it. Yeah, Yeah, I was a Doug Henning guy. Yeah, Yeah, I felt he was sincere. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Hey, I was a true child of the 70s, man. I know. know, Doug Henning was the nice hippie. (laughs) See, here you go. See, right? So he's my (laughs) Copperfield's my Henning, baby. (laughs) So, (laughs) so Thawne's talking to Dark about the advantage they have over the legends. And it's all deadly serious. Besides, we have an advantage over them. What's that? He goes, goes they're idiots. <laughs> it just it dro- drops the tone like, yeah. well, the fucking idiots. I was like, I, I love that. that was, uh, I love Matt Thatcher. He is uh, uh, Eobard Thon. Okay. He's one of my favorite actors on these shows. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's mm-hmm. a, So he's one of the, one of the, he's the guy who's in the, um, just by process of elimination. He's not reverse flash, right? He's reverse flash. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. He's reverse flash. Okay. So yeah. he's thought. I, I get the, the two of them confused. I know who Damien Dark is, but I can't remember. Is Damien Thawne Dark, and, Malcolm Merlin. And Merlin. Uh, yeah. 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 So Merlin's, yeah. And Merlin was the guy who was in, or like I was, I was going to ask you when we got to it about why he had like an outfit at the end there. Oh, yes. It, that's, well, I'll just tell you right now. He, <laughs> he was the first season big bad on Arrow, and yeah. the character was the Dark Archer. Yeah, and throughout the season, nobody knew who the Dark Archer was until mm-hmm. it's revealed that it's Merlin. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And and it was that was a little fun thing for me too. I was like, oh, he's got a superhero, he's super villain costume on, yay! Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Dark's Dark's costume consists of black suits and and spiffy caps. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I've noticed. I love the caps. I don't know. Why it's such a weird little choice for like I think my character would wear you know this nice little tam shanter like okay works for me tam shanter nice use of that <laughs> very good so and we cut to the idiots the legends mm-hmm. Mix calling them idiots and eating donuts and they're bickering about what to do and they're going they're going around they're doing the old uh, everyone gets to say something around the the cockpit yep. bit from last season yeah. And I guess Ray says something that's mixing metaphors and Stein. They're like, hey, this, this isn't going to help. And he's like, well, neither will mixing metaphors. And I immediately yeah. was like, ugh, ugh. I know. I know that wasn't the best. But but for the most part, this was a good uh, kind of of that. That's become a, a, you know, it's a trope on this show now or something mm-hmm. you, you grow to expect. And this was, was one of the better ones because there's a line read from our boy, mm-hmm. Nate, when later on, it's like, yeah, maybe they're right. Like I think maybe they were right. And he's like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> the way he oh man, I I laughed out loud in a way I haven't laughed on the show for any line read. Just kind of ha! like that was such a good you'd expect that kind of read on like uh, like a high like what people call like a high level you know comedy show, you know. I, I know I, I didn't you know I forgot to write that part down, but yeah. I know what you're talking about when they get yeah. His, yeah, his delivery and it's Ray like too. a throwaway. It's, line. it's a throwaway line. No, it's it's him more than anybody. I oh, he's better. But they I guarantee both they were. I guarantee they were laughing about it uh, on set. About uh, yeah, does that read? Because that's so a different. He just brings such a different vibe, man. Yeah, 
Um, I can't put my finger on it. It'll come to me though. It'll come uh-huh. to me before the end of this. But I, I want to put a name to this uh-huh. vibe. But it's just I, mean, I can't imagine what name you can. So yeah, seriously, yeah. remind me if I forget yeah. by the end of the show. I may it'll come to me. It might. Uh, okay. It might. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Young Jack Benny. No. No. Okay. No, somebody's more like a like Seth Green adjacent. No, I don't know. It's, Anyways, it's, anyway. a little more a little more TV handsome than Seth yes. Green. Good, I yeah. think. Perfect. Yes, yes. Now we're in the same ballpark. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Keep going. <laughs> so <laughs> he's saying also, Nate. Uh, she's like calling the bad guys like Thon and his allies, and uh, he's like. Yes, Legion of Doom is sexier. And she's I'm not calling him that. And even in that read, he's fun. Mm-hmm. He's so much fun. He's mm-hmm. such an improvement mm-hmm. of like, hey, here's Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. oh, he's just such a breath. He's, such a, he's, he's got so much personality and there's so much going on. Like with every little read, you can tell there's a there's a, a fleshed out character here. You, like he's always got something like you can tell he's thinking about what his job is almost. You know what I mean? Like he's got his other stuff to do and I know I have to do this, but it feels like he's constantly... And it so suits his his character. Again, breath of fresh air. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Stein says, because they got to get figure out how to make the amulet work. And Stein says, hey, I think I know somebody in 2017 that can help. And Sarah's saying, and we need to put a name to the speedster. And at this point, me being the nerd I am, I went, why don't you just fucking call the flash? And they answered that later in the episode. And I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's, like, it's like someone caught that and went, because the, I was thinking like, well, if you need to know who a speedster is, why wouldn't you call the Flash? And why wouldn't you just, he'd say, oh, it's the, probably the reverse Flash. I forgot that he'd been erased from history and all this shit. And nobody actually remembered him except for the people who were there. Mm-hmm. And they actually addressed that. Often I'd just be like, oh, they fucked up again or but okay. Okay. this well-written and yes <laughs> but I mean, it, it's still it's it. It, yeah yeah it's just it, it's like it, it's a lot <laughs> like what you just said there was a lot so oh, yes it's well-written but it's but it's a lot okay <laughs> it's like anyone talking about like their sci-fi superhero shit is like you know sure. it was really or it's like the beginning like, of the new testament to like hey begat Rubisky and Hugh begat jihab yeah. Which, you know and again like by season four of this even season three uh, except for the crossover there's no more of you you need to watch the other shows to understand this show none none this it, it, they break away from that completely to the point where it becomes a joke they're like they're almost kind of in their own little universe away from everything else Mm -hmm. which which gives them a lot more freedom to be creative uh instead of like assuming like and you have to have watched this this and this to understand this but if you're gonna do this thing where we're gonna team up our three biggest bad guys you know we've had on this these series of shows you know you're gonna have to give some backstory but i think they took care of it anyway yeah they come back to Damien and, uh, and Merlin, and he struck out, Merlin did. And then they just start bickering again. He's like, you know, he goes, you're a washout. And he's like, at least I'm not dead. And Thawne's like, oh, this is what I get for hiring a washout and a dead man. And they're just bickering about everything. And Damien's like, I'm going to go torture him. So he's about to torture Riff Hunter. And this torture scene was both funny 
and creepy as fuck, I thought, because as soon as you get into, I'm going to stick a big, sharp thing into your teeth. I'm like, that, ugh, ugh. Yeah. that yeah. creeps me the fuck out. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. Like, some people get really weird. Like, I've had really bad experiences with dentists and stuff like that. Ooh. Child uh, this didn't give me as much. What I was saying is, like, you should have done, like, have you ever seen, uh, what was it? It might have been, uh, <laughs> it's either Dirty Work or Deuce. It must be, well, maybe Deuce Bigelow is he uh, can't afford to pay for a drink. Uh, and what's his name? Norm McDonald suggests, he's like, guys, uh, like, uh, maybe I can pay it off for things. He's like, nah, here's how you could do is you take this uh, swizzle stick here. And you uh, jam it up your pee hole. <laughs> like that's that's more of like not teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's so bad. Much. <laughs> that's not <laughs> teeth so much. <laughs> that's really the, the the kind of thing that and like uh, uh um, more more uh, blade type thing. Like what they were teasing with uh, uh knives is more. Mm. But uh, pulling out like teeth, man. Like I've lived through a lot of like just nightmare dentist stuff. So I'm kind of like at no fear <laughs> for that stuff now. And so so I almost had the same reaction that the uh, fellow LOD members had when he came back with the tooth. Oh, yeah, because uh, he, while he's taping it, taking out Rip's tooth, he's complaining about Thawne, which I'm en- I enjoy that both of the, Thawne, uh, the, bad, the, the henchmen bad guys are complaining about their boss to this scared, tied-up guy throughout the, the, the first half of this show. I just, I, it cracked me up. Like, right it's like you know, you know i've had a shitty day at work do you know what i'm talking about and he's just sitting there like oh my god what's happening to me and yeah. I, just, I love that until he gets involved i know i know but really yes good. he brings back the tooth and they're like a tooth big fucking mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. and he goes but look at it and it's got a uh, a barcode on it and he did and and Merlin, uh, not Merlin, uh, dark has to say he's like it's not in the best of condition captain hunter is british <laughs> did they really say that yes oh i must have missed that that's fucking hilarious that's so funny we're we're watching some uh my daughter's starting to watch some classic simpsons episodes including the last exit to springfield which is considered by many to be the best simpsons episodes which includes got my dental plan lisa needs braces you know that that (laughs) that has it the uh uh the great book of british smiles and both my 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 wife's uh parents are english so that is like a huge joke in our family and now my 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 daughter see it she's like what does that mean it's like well if you've noticed <laughs> really funny really funny yeah you know what when i when i look back on it and i can't say because i haven't watched the simpsons regularly in a long time but looking back on it i agree i think it's the best i think it's the best one Mm-hmm. I, I know it's up there that and and, and monorail best. monorail is really really monorail good. would be my number two yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You know, Conan Bryan. A... this is when conan was like big time there conan Bryan, conan wrote the monorail mm-hmm. episode yeah yeah i knew i knew grown-ups grown-ups you know like people my <laughs> dad's age right who liked the monorail episode who sure. didn't like the simpsons because it was because they even read like why this is the music man and <laughs> that was enough Right. Or the, right. Right. Oh, and this and going back to Star Trek, the whole Spock thing cracks me up. He's like, You right. didn't do anything, didn't I? Didn't or, I? Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. Pretty awesome. <laughs> oh shit. So they figure who puts a barcode on a tooth? And they're like, a time master does. And it's to a Swiss bank account. And mm-hmm. they gotta go to 2025 to get to get it. 
So Thon's threatening him again. Don't you knuckleheads? I was waiting to bonk their heads together. Like, sure. <laughs> slap them like Mo. Yeah. And uh, another fine mess you got us into. <laughs> well, then Damien's like, he's saying, he's not going to punish me. He's going to punish you. Maybe you'll lose a hand again. You know, uh, he keeps going to the hand things. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I got it. Yeah. And so do you get to do, do you get to do the stranger every night? (laughs) (laughs) I'd say stuff like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) That took me a millisecond. I want to understand what you're talking about. I think you're pretty caught up on your urban dictionary reading. I think. I know that I'm like, wait a minute. What? Oh, right. You're sleeping (laughs) on your sleeping on your arm, but I got it. I got it. See, I don't do that because I feel like I'm cheating on myself. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to, right now, we're just going to talk about the entire Stein Lily subplot and get it out of the way. So Stein is meeting Lily at a coffee shop. It's We haven't said before that that actress is gorgeous and a beautiful, like really uh, unique face and and Mm -hmm. character. Uh, and a great actress, really good, really like I a lot of so. art, to, very believable, and very well cast for for the the subject matter and the the material and the way it's written, which is not perfect as we're gonna <laughs> yeah. as we'll see. But yeah, I think yeah. I think she's quite good too. Yeah, I like yeah, her a lot. yeah. Uh, so they're meeting at CC Jitters, which is uh, this universe's Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, and- I recognize this part of town. I couldn't put a pinpoint that because there's a couple of those obviously as you can imagine they make a joke in this doesn't exist anymore but there's a joke in best in show at parker posey and her husband said they met crossing uh crosswalk between two starbucks uh that were all kitty corner from each other because and that was a joke because they filmed that in vancouver and there did you literally used to be two kitty corner starbucks uh in like this busy part of town and they were so busy both sides would always be super busy it's crazy Hey, tell, tell me about it, dude. I do Starbucks, uh, every Starbucks in this area for their pest control. And you don't got to tell me how across the street from each other, both packed all the time, man. Yeah. My mind. Uh, I bet you it's not bad now here now that it's pumpkin spice season. Am I right? Oh, boy. boy I, these people with their pumpkin spice latte. Have you seen what's his face? John Oliver? Uh, no, it's like, okay. it's like fucking Dennis Leary's started like like someone's like oh my god is it 2008 like he's dennis leary's <laughs> taking these shots at people with pumpkin spice lattes again like where's this guy coming back uh, that sounds pretty leery she's like i know what did somebody else do better yeah you know? like i dennis leary's one of those guys who's been in been in a lot of things i liked him in as an actor yeah like there was a one season show on abc called the job where he was just this alcoholic pill popping cop and it was a comedy and it was brilliant. Last one season was brilliant. I mean, but, no, I love, love, love the ref. But that's uh, uh, Tim. I Jamie. like the ref too. I thought I ref- love that movie. I, th- I like that's like Christmas classic to me. Um, his stand up though, yeah, it is so of its time, right? Yeah, like well. uh, and and like does not kind of stand up to modern scrutiny from most of what I did but at the time I thought it was just so cutting edge right? well, like, and no cure for cancer was so um like I listened to that a lot yeah and I recognized it right away I was like oh that's a Bill Hicks bit he's ripping sure, off Bill sure. Hicks and but if I, you're going I, to 
and I'm going to rip somebody off like and like it and he was at the time was very confident and there was an audience for it well at the time Hicks was 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 struggling it out in clubs all over the country so you know he was still alive Mm -hmm. at the time and kind of like "Eh, and he was cool about it I heard him on Stern talking about it he's kind of like yeah whatever but you know fuck him but whatever He's like, by the way, by that time, I think he knew he was dying and didn't really care. Sure. But so I'm, I'm one of those Bill Hicks aficionados, man. He's one of my all time favorites, but I can't listen to him anymore because because he died so young. I've got everything he ever made and yeah. I've heard it all so much. I was like, there's nothing new to listen to from him anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those yeah. things I can't go back to. Right. I've heard it a million times because of me. But mm-hmm. <sighs> so mm, legends sorry. of tomorrow. legends of tomorrow so we had the stein shit so she somehow has a device that's handheld that just so happens can open up the medallion the the, the star compass deal and they yeah. do it right in the middle of the coffee shop yeah. which, which jacks is always like are you fucking nuts you know and he was yeah he, he, he was squinting like a motherfucker like what the fuck <laughs> Looking around a lot too, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of what the heck? Yeah, it's funny. I was listening to one of our older shows uh, the other night, uh, uh, for the reasons I told you about, and it was one where we were both going, you know, this guy Franz who plays Jax is a really great actor. He's really, it was us talking about how great he was in these scenes. Really? And it, yeah. And then fast forward, we're just like squinty McSquint face over okay. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's become tired. I think maybe it's maybe if we had seen him on their own, like I don't know. I just I'm not. I don't. Doesn't seem like he's really kind of stretching himself. Yeah. I don't know. So they end up on the wave rider, and here's the, no matter how dopey this part is, I know you were quite happy because they they bring her on the wave rider, which is against the rules. And Sarah is is pissed off and in braids. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Noticed. Yep. Of course, I I knew you noticed. Yep. But as soon as I saw it, I'm, I'm like. Oh, Travis, just his attention just got, got back onto the TV screen. Oh, no, I was into this. I was into this the whole way through. <laughs> so, so she's mad, but he broke the rules of time travel. And Mick Rory puts it exactly how I would have put it. Because I was like, I'm like, I don't see what the big deal is either. And he goes, what's the big deal? Now the professor has a kid. Mazel tov. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. And I, I, I hope I, they never do, but I hope that... Um, they make him Jewish in the comics and then... <laughs> or in the show or on the That's show. Nice. You got to go of... back to your bar mitzvah. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of the... just because it's something they're retro doing in comics because there wasn't much representation for a long time. Like I remember like in the nineties or so they're like, Oh, the thing, Ben Grimm. Oh, he's Jewish. Yes, you know they never mentioned it before i was like Mm -hmm. oh that's cool so they Mm -hmm. they are starting to do that to try to update their characters to be more diverse so interesting (laughs) that's where my nerd mind went not just the joke that he said miles on top i'm like where they could they could go with this that's funny sure so but lily is going to interface the medallion to gideon so they can track uh the pieces of the spear throughout time bam that's your your big technological weird thing of the season. You know, we got the time seismographs and all this shit. And this is the big one now. And Ray wants to help. And Stein's like, yeah, because the merging, yeah. merging of modern tech and, uh, and magic. And magic gives him a booner. 
Oh, well, she notices that boner because later on she wants some of that. She wants some of that Ray Palmer. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Because, but first Stein uh, says, nobody tell her she's an aberration. He's looking right at Rory and he's like, oh, you're looking at me, which it's funny. Know, that's exactly like, what happens. I know. It is funny because it happens, but it pays him off. But it also reminds us that that Stein's a fucking asshole to Rory. You got that through your thick fucking head? Yeah. So Mick was actually, he did, it wasn't an accident. He was just being passive yeah. aggressive. Fuck you, four eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, like after he says it, he gives high five to uh, to a, a snark. To snark who's not there. That everybody can see. No, <laughs> the one that you can see. That's right. Yeah, everybody can see him. They have the whole time. <laughs> That's so funny. So they mention again, all the speeches they know are dead or accounted for. And Lily and Ray hook the thing up to Gideon. And then we're getting a little bit more of this of Gideon having a uh, more of a personality. So she's like, "We'll hook it up to your AI," and she pops up. You know, I have a name. Like, can we talk mm-hmm. about this? What are you doing to me? But it works, mm-hmm. and it's on. And Lily says, "You got any booze? <laughs> Let's have some yeah. champagne and celebrate." And she's looking up Ray Palmer like a big hunk of meat. Huh. She wants I hadn't to really noticed it that. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> at least that's well. I'm Brandon Routh. Maybe maybe it was me. I was looking up at yeah, Ray as a big hunk of me. Right. But maybe you've got your in your head fanfic. Maybe. That erotic fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting drunk. She's checking out his package. Uh, and Mix, uh, they're talking about the kind of champagne it is and what they like. And uh, mm-hmm. and Mick comes in. And there's a few lines in here that I felt this was written just for me. Because Mick comes in and he says, I like beer. It gets me drunk. I was like, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Later on, there's a line uh, between the Legion of Doom and it says, do you actually care what this pudding-brained hippie has to say? And I was like, you have no idea how many times I've heard that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so they're talking about the replicator and, you know, oh, this isn't real. You know, it tastes so real. And uh, Mick says, huh, fake food for a fake person. Yeah, like, come on. That was... He's I dumb. don't know what to th- Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I know, or it's just like, uh, like it almost com- came off like... Uh, and this isn't on the, him, but it's almost like he was doing it in a mean-spirited way. Like the way it comes out there. Hey, dude, now we got it out of the way. Cat's out of the bag. See you later. And that's not on him. Like he, he did the performance as much as he could to say like, oh, these things happen. Sorry, gotta go um but i I just i don't it's it's one of those things where you know we knew it was going to happen when she was on there and Mm -hmm. somebody suggested it might happen but it's kind of like you know it's not as bad as some of those kind of like wait what did you say (laughs) now that's it the perfect plan you know what i mean the the way they're kind of fitting things in so i didn't love that but i knew as i said we knew it had to happen once she's on board. It's like showing a gun in the first act. It's got to go off uh-huh. at some point. Oh yeah. Cause it's, I mean, it, cause it gets, I, I, it's very awkward. And then it leads to, you know, she's like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, Oh, well, it cuts out of the bag. You're cutting mm-hmm. your, uh, your, what's the professor called? An, an abrasion. Oh mm-hmm. no, no, no. An asphyxiation. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And then he hits himself in the head three times and he goes, yeah. oh, 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 aberration. I'm like, Ugh. I'm kind of yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, right. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, an abortion. No, no, that's, that's way <laughs> off base. That is quite the opposite. Oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> 
just <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> oh God, I'm crying. Oh shit. Hold on. Oh, well, then that the leads to. You know, she walks in on Stein and he's very proud of her, what she did. Only a Stein could have done that. And she's asking him what an aberration is. And she says the line. It just She's like, Dad, am I an aberration? And it made me laugh so hard. It sounded like something from an after school special. Totally right. I learned it from watching you. (laughs) So then the next time we see Stein, he's getting drunk. This, This cracked me up. Yeah. Because Jax comes in. And, is that whiskey? Yeah. He, he, he asks, because it's in his coffee. He goes, is that whiskey? He, Stein's very offended. He goes, it's brandy. What do you take me for, a sailor? A sailor, yeah. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew you'd like that line. <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah, yeah. He's got his glasses off here, too. That's how you know he's really letting loose. Drunk, yeah. Yeah. A sailor. <laughs> I've known a lot of sailors. They drank a lot of whiskey. So but the whole point is, remember Stein had a degenerate gambler dad? He doesn't want to be like him. That's mm-hmm. why he doesn't, you know, if he has a kid, maybe he'll keep that history going. Mm-hmm. And Jack says to him, you know, I forgot about this. I had said from now on when I do Jack's voice, it's going to be as Jackie Mason. Okay. <laughs> There's something from the first season. <laughs> so he says, he's like, well, legends, guy, changing history is what we do. <laughs> He doesn't want to put holes in those cans. He wants to put holes in you. <laughs> what do you know? He's the, the postcard. <laughs> so eventually he tells her she's not a mistake. And he's so happy to have her in his life. And they make up and he goes, by the way, I'm half of a nuclear powered superhero called Firestorm. And she doesn't believe him. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And they kiss him. She kisses him goodbye. And that's that. And. Again, I think she's wonderful in all this mm-hmm. silliness. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's has a real it factor um, as well. Like, I can see her picking up like a lead somewhere else. Mm. If she hasn't already, like, I don't know what, what's, what's happened with the, I, I didn't IMDb her. Oh, I did. And she's definitely working, but I don't yeah. know. I, I couldn't, I didn't recognize mm-hmm. anything. So, okay. so now this is something I just wanted to try because. As everyone who listens to this knows, that Travis here is a fine, fine actor. He's you know a professional, oh. a professional oh, thank actor. You. Thank and, you. And uh, uh, while I, I am in no way that I've been known to trod the boards. I, I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen the playbills. I've seen the uh, the 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 costumes. I've seen uh, mm-hmm. images. I have not seen you perform on stage. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I've got a DVD of one somewhere that I'm never going to send you or yeah. a copy. So it, it, it exists. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but I figured just one little scene because the back and forth between uh, uh, Dark and Merlin in this is so much fun. These guys verbally sparring with each other. That I just wanted to give this a shot. I want to do a scene with you, Travis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I sent you the little scene. Yeah. Who do you want me to read for here? Um, um, I want you. Could you be uh, Damien Dark? Sure. Second question. Yes. May I read it as Fred Schneider from the of course. Okay. 
Thank oh, you. of course, of course, of course. Um, let's see. Okay, who am I going to do it as? Because I was going to suggest that. I was like, what can I do a whole impression as? Um, Randy Savage, but now I do that too much. Um, yeah, you did that with Vandal a lot. Yeah, let's uh, let's see. I, I was thinking, I'm go- okay, I'm going to try Sydney Green Street. Okay. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> Let me wet my whistle here. <clears throat> so the setting is uh, Merlin and Dark are in an armory getting ready to storm the bank or what they're going to do to get this fucking thing. We can't just storm into the bank and demand to see the deposit box. We absolutely can. We're former members of the League of Assassins. <laughs> this operation requires subtlety, not a bloodbath. Well, I, I'm i sorry. I'm not up on current events, but might his squeamishness that I'm witnessing be the cause of your downfall? <laughs> Hunter is an asset, one that we can use to gain access to our objective. Do not use him as foolish. Oh, well, in that case, I would have to defer to your superior expertise and foolishness. But if your plan <laughs> goes south, it's not our speedster friend you need to worry about. <laughs> One thing I hate more than taking orders from him is being threatened by you. Luckily, Damien, I don't find you threatening. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> and they show that Merlin had a knife. Yeah, I like that. That was a good reveal at the end there that he's that he isn't as uh, uh, tough as he'd like us to believe. Oh no, he's he's, he's the he's magician. Got, yeah, got a poker face, but really he's scared shitless too. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I just want to mention that they don't mention here, but uh, from Arrow is. Merlin is responsible for Sarah being killed the first time. They cause her to have to be resurrected. So they have that history. Cool. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to share that. It was like, I'm not too... <laughs> you know no, me. So rad. now we got uh, Merlin's complaining about Thawne to Rip while he's trying to pep talk him yeah. about what they need to do to get into the bank and access the vault. And he's like, listen, you know, just listen to me. We're both working for a very volatile guy. Just listen to me and we'll both get out of this okay. And so you have the the, the different coaching methods of, uh, of Damien Dark and Malcolm Merlin as they're taking Rip to the bank. You know, and Merlin's trying to coach him. He's trying to be like, you got this, buddy. You got this. And Dark just keeps threatening to kill him. And it, after one time, he does it. And... and uh, Merlin turns around and he's like, really? And he's like, I'm motivating him. And just the, yeah. the line read of I'm motivating him cracks yeah. me up. Yeah, yeah, this was good. I really liked the scene in the vaults. I really liked it. Um, except for, like, I think, what's his name? They had him kind of fill an exposition a little too much at times when he's like, wow, this is really, really cool. Even though I'm in the 60s, I like being that I'm in the future. You know what oh, I mean? Like they had a little rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I really like they're just, uh, there's a good level of tension to the scenes in the vault for sure, especially with uh, who shows up later. Oh yeah, we're going to get to it. And so while Rip's, while Rip's saying dumb one-liners to the, the bank manager, uh, Merlin and Dark are comparing notes about Thon. And Merlin's saying, why does a time traveling speedster need us? And uh, Dark's 
response going really malcolm trying to sow dissension not only is that a bad idea but it's cliche mm. <laughs> that oh god i love bad guy dialogue mm -hmm. it's just, mm. i say these two or these three which it's a yeah, yeah they're so much fun together mm -hmm. and, and you can tell they're having fun together too yeah. and that's yeah. always I, that's just three pros three pros mm. given like what is so just like uh, ridiculous or, stuff like yeah and but kind of like villain roles for guys of that age and that uh look it can be so it can be so easy to fall into the trap of it being pure masturbatory stuff right mm -hmm. but i think they walk that line really really well oh yeah because they're they're funny yeah i think and they're old pros they're old yeah. pros yeah oh yeah oh very much so these yeah, guys yeah. have been around the block yeah. doing a lot because the first thing i ever remember um uh, neil mcdonough in even though he was in a lot of other things before, but was as Lieutenant Hawk in Star Trek um, First Contact, the one with the right. board, the really Mike, good one. Right? His first name is Mike? I guess. He was, I was always, get, he was always getting called down to the office <laughs> up in <my> high school. <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> I knew a guy named Mike Kuntz. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, he gets simulated by the Borg, though, in that movie. Yeah. Mm. Norm MacDonald style. <laughs> Bring it all back. Yeah. So, so then we cut to the, the do this inner uh, intercutting between the Legends and the Legion having the same brainstorming session. Why does a speedster need the speed of destiny? Why does he need us? And I like, and they've got all the known, the legends have all the known speedsters on the cool glass blackboard and uh, mm -hmm. trying to figure out why they need the spear. Oh, it's speaking of, okay, this is the one dumb thing that hippie riff says uh, that I, I had to write down because it's so stupid. He's like, um, uh, retinal retinal scan and he's like rectal scan and i, wanted, right, to, I right. wanted to throw something at the television i was like oh right oh, i couldn't oh. tell if i had misheard it or not but yeah yeah, yeah i guess you're yeah it was ugh. Yeah. yeah but he, he needs an access code and they did like oh shit you know didn't know about that, that and, imagine that yes yes rectal scan he just <laughs> yeah, exactly no I, I did say rectal sir what is it is what did i stutter it's 2025 <laughs> 2025 man this is how things are done are you saying you aren't familiar with the ways of 2025 sir you know um, um of, of course i am i'm a hippie from the, I, I mean i'm, I'm he's, a, he's unbuckling his pants as fast as possible yeah. <laughs> like oh my god he went for it you guys <laughs> the boss the security guard no 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 it was retinal it was retinal <laughs> Yeah, I can the, tell. I can tell you're not from here. They're in the they're in they're in the guard tower watching it on a little yes. black and white screen. He did it again. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> like the impractical jokers. Yeah. Dude, we love that show. That's a guilty <laughs> pleasure. That show. It is fun. Yeah. I know a lot of people are su like super sick of them because it's on constantly. Like, I know it's on I constantly know. because people like it. You exactly, know? So, it's a perfect like Saturday or Sunday morning just throw on in the background when yep. you're when you're doing chores or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I and I've heard a few. One of those guys got his start working with Kevin Smith. Oh yeah. And, uh, so I've heard uh, some podcasts with them, and they're all yeah. apparently just really down to earth, cool dudes. Oh yeah. So Sharpling, Sharpling loves them too. Sharpling loves them too. He has them one. So. 
he, Rip's hearing voices in his head between the two uh, bad guys say, get out of there. No, don't. Uh, what do we do? They finally come in. They shoot the fucking banker. Yeah. Uh, the, and you're just brutal. They, just, they get to some brutal killing in this one. Mm-hmm. And, and Dark's uh, saying, don't you run away. Uh, I'm going to shoot these guys. And if you try to run away, I'll feed you your testicles. That was out of what? Who wrote that? That was out of nowhere, Rad. That was shocking. (laughs) No one has ever mentioned testicles on this show ever. Nope. There's been no reference to to balls. Like someone said, do you have the balls? That might have shown up once. But that was like crazy i could what tell you cra- from, from the whole dcw superhero universe i think that's the very first testicles <laughs> weird really weird it's like they had to throw in something to get a, a pg rating for the show or something it's like one of those things it felt like it was a wood or a, pardon me a square peg in a round hole kind of thing. Uh, mark no mark mark guggenheim uh just fought for that at, at, in the cw's <laughs> offices it's testicles and shutting down production <laughs> Hey, and it's just like it's this old lady who works for the FCC. Best I can give you is gonad. <laughs> <laughs> and things are just shut down for like a week because <laughs> it's just a hill he is dying on. <laughs> That's why they had to show a rerun that week. Yeah, yeah. So they start killing everyone and they just calmly walk away. So next we've got Damien and Merlin. They're arguing in front of Rip. And Merlin's like, if you'd listen to me, we would have walked out of that bank instead of being chased out. And he's blaming him. And Eobard's going to fuck you up. And you're the failure. You're sloppy. Blah, blah, blah. You used to be Raza. Oh, here, um, well, uh, he's talking about how he used to be Raza Gul. And uh, Dark leans over and like is talking into Rip's ear. He's like, oh, here's where he tells me he used to be race, which I just thought that cracked me up. I was like, because he's the psychopath. Yeah, Dark is the psychopath. Merlin is, you know, he's a deadly killer, but he's not crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between their characters. Sure. And so finally, Rip Hunter's like, hey, man, time out. Can't you see this is what your boss wants for his <laughs> underlings to be at each other? Certainly meet. Oh, I'm sorry. Before they do that, they've got this badass League of Assassins fight. Because, like, how do we settle shit in League of Assassins? And and these two had, oh, God, so much. They're so much fun with the close-ups. Because you know who's doing stunts. And then they do the close-ups. And they're just acting. Every inch of their faces is selling this. I I wonder if they're over. Like, it's not. The the, the production is overdoing it with the. It's so um shadowy and darky and we get it they're the bad guys but uh-huh. like it's it was almost too much here in parts just like buy a fucking set man <laughs> you know what i mean to the point where it all like it just you can clearly tell they've just set up a chair and uh and uh, you know <laughs> the spotlight couple, right yeah um <clears throat> to me that got it I, I don't know it wasn't enough to like kill anything it's just like um it's starting to feel a little bit like a crutch well i think it also serves the purpose of when i mentioned like some of these um people do a lot of their own stunts and others don't so when you got two guys of barrowman and uh, mckenna's age you mm-hmm. you got some stunt guys you gotta be doing the flipping around so you know let's just that helps nice, dark, you know what yeah, I mean? good point good point yeah yeah you may so, have something there yeah so 
then of course rips like hey you know this is what your boss wants he wants you guys mm-hmm. fighting with each other mm-hmm. and and uh be to that point merlin's the one like hey the hippie's got a fucking point you know even the hippie sees that he doesn't appreciate us and that's why he says you don't care you actually care what this pudding brain hippie has to say and rips like man it's like the good the bad and the ugly right and dark immediately goes from wanting to kill him to go and he goes which, oh which one are we which one am i yeah, yeah, yeah. which one am i and with yeah. with a sincerity because yeah. The evolution of I'm not it's not giving anything away to say Damien Dark sticks around as an arch enemy for a while. That's great to hear. Pops, you know, he he doesn't go away. I mean, uh, I mean, it is great and it isn't because I do want to see uh, Sarah kill that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and uh, but he gets funnier and funnier. he becomes less and less. I'll feed you your testicles too. Mm-hmm. He's quirky and funny while being with a flick of his hand, he can right. kill you. It's like the Vicky Lewis of the show. That kind Vicky, of yeah. kind of plate fills that role. Vicky Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> so a, la- a, a far less irritating uh what's her face? Kathy Griffin. I always, uh, I've always thought, like I found Vicky Lewis funny. I never found Kathy Griffin funny. Um, I found Kathy Griffin funny in some things she's done, but as far as like sitcom work, no. Vicky Lewis is it for me. And besides the amazing crush I had on Vicky Lewis while watching news radio, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. always so cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> I need to, that's my next binge. I got to watch fucking binge news radio. That's good, yeah. man. Did you know there's one season where like every episode is named after a uh, Led Zeppelin album? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that was that was a, something else. I love the, the sillier the show got, the more I like, like the one where that they're on the Titanic or the one they're in outer space. I fucking love that yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's one of those reasons why I still have a bit of a soft spot for Joe Rogan. I know, I know. You know, know you know what I, I mean? Know. It's like, yeah, well, it's definitely for me, his career peak for sure. Oh, that's it. I'm like everything else, I'm kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah but I'm yeah. like, at least he has that. In, right, big time, big time. He was funny. Yeah. He was time. fucking funny yeah, on that yeah. show. Yeah. And it felt like a good kind of self awareness and recognized his place in an ensemble and stuff that you get from great actors and stuff. Yeah. Everybody, the, but everybody was great in it. Yeah. The, the one where he just decides he's going to try to turn on, oh, what's her name? The the co anchor who I also right. had a crush on. Yeah. Who would always work with uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and he's trying, he's trying to romance her and he just shows up for work not wearing a shirt. A shirt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she's just looking at him like, what, what's wrong with you? And he's like, yeah. What? And that yeah. fucking slays me every big fucking time. Yeah. Big time. So, at the end of this, Rip says, neither of you are Clint Eastwood. And they're like, uh-huh. How about this? Two former members of the League of Assassins versus a speedster. I like those odds. And then we're going to break for plugs real quick. I'm just going to take a breath, and we'll be right back. All right, get in. Can we talk about this? There's nothing to talk about. Get in. I can't fit in there. Listen, you're Fudgy the Whale. My kid's been talking about your chocolate crunchies for six months. So get in. Come on, lady. You better do it. Oh, well, you think you can take me? Carvel's Fudgy the Whale cake. It's irresistible. Suck it in! Ow. 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 Uh... 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we watched the Borat movie yesterday. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, um, that's what I'm gonna watch tonight. Um, like as I was playing, because I'm just still playing all those Mario games as uh, Christina watched something in the background. Uh-huh. And we watched. Uh, I'd never seen The Purge. Have you seen The Purge? No, I don't like. Oh shit like that. I would not have been drawn to it, but it is really good. It's really good. It's like it's Parasite um level like of like subtext and like what they're that kind of subject matter but i, I with, get the message with more but... with more um you know uh american style thrills and chills yeah I, I, i'm not a thrills and chills guy i don't yeah. know it's, like but that. it's like in, in that dystopian i'm not usually either but when you put a dystopian slant on it and make it very um pointed towards like current um cultural yeah. Uh, status like oh yeah as soon as you make it something about status like a subtext of like the rich classes and, and things like that then, then i'm gonna it's I, i'm you piqued my interest and and i, I don't know it, it pulls it off like it's not as good a film as parasite is in terms of handling that subject matter but man ethan hawk is a, is an underrated like one of the great actors and has been for a while doesn't doesn't oh, i like him yeah. doesn't make doesn't do a lot of bad movies you know what yeah. i mean Here's the thing about that. You could describe that whole thing uh, as you did. And if you said, and they're in outer space, I'll be like, okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> in a way, you know, but that's science fiction is, uh, you know, it just, I, I, to, yeah. But even then, okay. Even then my preference between alien and aliens is aliens every time. Cause aliens is a kick-ass action movie mm-hmm. and alien is a horror movie. And I don't yeah. like horror movies. And it's, it doesn't scare me. I'm just like, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I not don't your like favorite. Them. Not your favorite genre. No, not at all. Like my favorite horror movie, and it's a legitimate great movie. And I'll be watching it this month. Is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? <laughs> we should watch that. Fantastic. I wonder what Chris. I wonder what Nora would think of that. Uh, kind it's of it's legitimately good. I'm yeah. not. It's not ironically good. Yeah. It's legit. It's got Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. It's all of the. Uh, a lot of the original actors. Dracula and his son. Um, okay, speaking of Dracula, so on my Roku, which is mm-hmm. on in the background over here, every now and then this little like box will come up you can click on to, you know, for various channels. One's the Roku channel, and I guess this is some family movie that they're promoting. It just came by and it's called Young Dracula. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> the makeup on what's the Dracula. year? Oh gosh, I can't even tell from here. It's definitely made, looks like it was made in the 90s. Uh, and it, I mean, I'm like, it looks, it's so, it looks so stupid. It's funny. <laughs> the makeup just, I'm like, I might watch that later too. <laughs> Check out Young Dracula. Oh boy. And you know what I hated? Because like, my, my nephew loved them, but those uh, Hotel Transylvania cartoons. Uh, yeah yeah terrible yeah i i think when they've been on i found them easy to ignore and that's mm-hmm. that's what i asked for some of those things and then if it surprised me it surprised me but it yeah it didn't it, it irritate me the way some of this stuff does it's, it's this i guess it's the sandler i've always had i'm not a sandler guy i know <laughs> i like him as a person generally 
I like what, yeah. what did he say after he didn't get nominated? He's on purposely going to make the shittiest fucking yeah, and made that Hubie Halloween that I still oh, is that what the just movie because is? of that. Well, that's the first kind of follow up since, so maybe oh, that, might, okay. that makes me kind of curious. I really want to see it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like interested it, in seeing yeah. it to see it be knowing that it's a fuck you. That I'm interested to see. Like, maybe yeah, see bad, also, I'll make fucking bad for those of us. Who know the uh, Sandler verse? It's uh, Julie Bowen's first uh, coming back and working with him for the first time since uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, right? And that's like you know what people consider to be his uh, his glory days. <laughs> Those, <laughs> that's like I love good bad movies, and I and f- for me, like I, I like from that was a sweet spot for me of that era of when I was looking for good bad movies, and he was really kind of itching that scratch, scratching that I get itch. It. Yep, he's your Jerry Lewis. I get it. Sure. <laughs> oh, I could do. But the French, people. the French do not appreciate Mr. Sandler. You know, what now, is this? This man making fun of the opera? <laughs> not cool. But the Danish love him. I hear. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's yeah, huge the, in Amsterdam. The canteen boy is quite comical. <laughs> hey, we're back. And uh, before we get back to this episode. I just wanted to quickly plug again a fellow Legends podcast, uh, Bebo's Legends podcast with Carrie and her friends from Scotland. Uh, they got one. It's, you know, the world's big enough for at least two and two completely different ones. So check it out if you can't get enough Legends talk. Yeah. <laughs> if you want more Legends talk or more uh, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Trek, or whatever the fuck else we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's something... And here's why I bring that up because I was listening to their latest episode. It was one, uh, an episode from the first season. So I went back and listened to ours. It was one of the shittiest episodes of that season, and it's one of the funniest episodes of our run. Right, it's shitting on the one. It's one. It's with little stabby Rick. Rip. Right, you know, right. And, um, and you had mentioned in that that an actor, there was a certain actor who directed this episode. So I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Oh yeah, so so Eric uh, Venenu. Do you have the the name in front of you? Shoot, I should have had that in front of me. But mm. it's from like. Uh, uh, well, get back to to my old podcast here on the the Palm Podcast Network. Yours, mine, the truth. No, there's not a new episode coming, but there's one you should go back and check out. Black Belt Jones, the episode I did with friend Colin Lau, because we talked about a lot about what those actors went on to do, and one of them is Eric. Do you have it there, buddy? Um, it's like it's almost like a Eric, uh, Eric Lanuville. Len, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Lanuvi. I want to. I want to say. I want to guess. Um, so he had a, a played a, a a part in uh, Black Belt Jones, this film that I had a fondness, a real attachment to growing up, and going back and watching that. Uh, and seeing what everyone had moved on to uh, career-wise, he was the biggest revelation and was like the biggest success story. So it's really cool that we're... So this is the episode that... Or the one that they were talking about. This is the one you said. Yeah, the, you, you, the one that we're talking about today, Legion of Doom was directed Legion by him. Legion of Doom was wow. directed by him. Then, because, then yeah. doesn't that like, again, man, because this is a, 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 like as I said at the beginning of our episode today, which was like, what, about three episodes, three hours ago now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks bud. We're good. We're good to the yeah. end. Thanks. Um, the, it, it's, it's, it, there's a confidence and a swagger to this. Um, yes. And, uh, and it shows a, like an accomplished hand that, that are made by 
uh, like decisions made by the directors, little things like that, that, uh, oh, it, uh, Breck and Meyer, Breck and Meyer-ish <laughs> reads that we yes. got from Nate um, were uh, like, that's, that's a, that's somebody on like, yeah, yeah, let's keep that one. Martin, like that, that take there, that's the sign of a solid director. And this is a great, this is a really good episode, right? I wouldn't go as high as the one before it, but there's a, uh, it's a feel of um, this is a, this is a show that's got its legs under it. And yes, it's the first I time agree. I felt that. And that, and that, and I think, um, you know, that of course that goes to the great cast and a really nice story that they've got here too. But a lot of that has to go with the direction for this episode. So um, that's cool. I'm glad you reminded me of that, buddy. Yeah. And, so uh, and it gives us a reason. Yeah. To go back and check out uh, yours, mine and the truth. So I am DB curious. Cause we're going to talk. I just want to talk about it now. Cause the only there's like one thing I found amusing. You might not find this amusing. I find this amusing. But we're gonna talk about the big reveal right now, and then we'll get to the scene because Thon's being chased by the Black Flash. Is that what that character is called? Yes, it's called the Black Flash. Does it come from the comics? Yes, yes it's from yeah. the comics. And um it looked awesome. I, really I, I, I'm totally okay with that type of CGI not being as perfect if they're going for like the more grotesque and bold. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, really good. Really good. So the reveal is so good too. Oh, it really is. But and we're right about to get to that. But I had to bring it up now because one person put this up in, in I think, trivia or goofs. This was a goof, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Gore. When Black Flash is created at the end of the Flash season two finale, the emblem on his suit becomes white and red, reminiscent of the Black Flash in the comics. However, when he appears in this episode of Legends, his emblem is now black and red. And here's what made me laugh. Eight out of eight found this interesting. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Oh, that's really good, man. <laughs> I don't know why that's hilarious, but it really—it it really is. I giggled like a schoolgirl when I that saw is that. So funny! I'm glad you picked that one. <laughs> so the le- the legends are still brainstorming, and they do this little effect that they've been brainstorming night and day because the first time they were brainstorming, the lights were dim on the wave rider and now they're still brainstorming and the lights are up. So how do you establish night and day on the spaceship? The fact that they think to do that instead of the uh-huh. little lights would just be on all the time. Like they are on, like they are on the enterprise. Uh-huh. You know, I, I like that little touch. I guess, um, I guess I hadn't really noticed. Interesting. Yeah. And so Nate <laughs> figures out his Nate's really smart too. Besides being a breath of fresh air with his Breckenmeyer charm mm-hmm. and, uh, and professionalism that the character is a genius and he figures out that the speedster is an aberration probably someone erased from history but who'd be erased from history and stein walks in out of his whole subplot stein just happens to walk in in the middle of theirs and says has anyone seen my daughter and then so he's there to say it's eobard thon because he was there when all that went down Mm. so they quickly show you thon's death scene from the flash yeah, like, pretty wild. Yeah, pretty dead. wild, man. That is was that, like a pretty crazy uh, uh, build up to something. But so was he? A, I'm sure he was a prominent character. Was that he like was the big bad? Finale, was that season finale type stuff? That was the last, yeah, season finale. Yeah. Uh, the way he's defeated is his ancestor, who's a cop 
in the present time she mm-hmm. kills himself therefore mm-hmm. erasing uh thon mm-hmm. and, and the old tyler durden mm-hmm. type thing yeah and so but while he's trying to explain it this very complicated thing then stein turns around and he goes it's a little complicated and sarah says you know, a little and it goes to commercial which i is almost them commenting on okay this is a lot of info dump right now yeah. why don't you go take a whiz and think about things <laughs> watch this commercial <laughs> so merlin and dark decide to return to the bank at night return to the scene of the crime which is hilarious to me they just mass murdered people at this bank and they just come back at night yeah a little too casual the dark archer just kills everybody um uh dark is like well that's what i said we should do and he's like you know during the day he's well there's not as many people here you just like to kill it's like oh yes if you don't stupid because then they show how brutal merlin is because they get into the vault How'd they get the code? They got the manager's code. It only cost him three fingers. So rip rips us. Wait, do you think that means he he do you think that means (laughs) yeah, right up right up there? That's the rectal scan. That's the (laughs) rectal scan. I'm so glad you were able to fill in the blanks. Literally, (laughs) literally fill in the blank. (laughs) That's so funny, man. So anyone's been listening to this for the it's last it's four a, hours, I, that's your payoff. Yeah. That's your fucking it's payoff. A, it's, an, it's an afternoon show. I guess we should peel back the curtain. And that's why things are a little more loosey-goosey today. <laughs> yes, it is. We're a little more no time constraint. More, more time, that's right. We should do this more often. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. So Rip frees himself and immediately gets retied by Thawne, who speeds in. And, and I, that always, you know, I love that. Oh, shit. God, he's so fucking fast. And... He says, going somewhere? He's like, no. And he gives him like a little look like, Rip. He's like, yeah. yeah. And he gives up. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Gee, mister, I just was trying to get away. I was just going to stab him a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's still a little stabby stabby in me. So uh, the bad guys find a, a disc, not the spear. And they're like, what mm. is this? And Fawn immediately shows up and he says, huh, it's a monomic archive. And like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, it's from the future. It stores memories, probably mm-hmm. Captain Hunter's memories. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that reveal. I'm like, oh, that's how you get out of this. Yeah, totally makes that's sense. That's how you get out of this. Yep, yep, yep. Within this madness, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, in a comic book sci-fi yeah. way. I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. From technology, it doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. And they cut to Nate and the crew, and Nate figures it out. He figures out the thumb must be running from something. He must be running from his own death because mm-hmm. time hardens and it doesn't hasn't hardened yet. And so they ask Stein, "Well, you're the professor. What do you think?" And he says, "Well, per the scientific method, uh, capture him and see what happens." And that, that just made me laugh. <laughs> like, right. It's all because every explanation this character has ever given is overly complicated. And he was like, well, just, you know, keep him in one place, mm-hmm. which is sense. what happens. Yeah. Because we're back at the vault and uh, dark and Merlin, they lock the door. And because in this universe, in the comic books, the speedsters can vibrate through walls, hmm. but uh, they don't do that in this universe, which, cause then you'd really have characters that could just do fucking anything. Sure. Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, we're just going to stick around for a little bit. And uh, Thawne's like, I'll kill you. He's like, no, we don't think you're going to. And uh, the dark even says, I think I'd rather see how this all plays out. Uh, yeah. Eovard. 
and like, you need us. Why don't you open the vault? And the timer goes off and then we get to Thawne sweating because all yeah. of his swagger is gone and he's yeah. panicking. It's good stuff. And yeah, I, he's like, really okay. good to see him start to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm being chased by this thing. And they were, and it's, he's revealing that the flash pulled him out of the timeline before he died. And this was in the flash. He was, it was in flashpoint. So this is more flashpoint stuff. And, and ever since he escaped, he's being chased by this thing. And they do the reveal of the fucking black flash running and it's creepy as fuck. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Really good. Really good. Um, Reminded me of like, yeah, it was kind of Jurassic park type Mm. where Mm. like, uh, or or even a predator Mm. when uh, he's like uh, underneath all the mud. Ooh, yeah. And it gets on like gets in real close. You just can't let him move. Yeah, it was really cool. It's the rotted face with the teeth that get me. I'm like, I know. Oh, and that, and that, man, I love, you know what? The Flash costume might be my favorite costume in, in DC. It's um, one of the and best. I, and I love all the different takes on it. Um, just like the different moving around the stick, but sticking with that but just rearranging where the mm. black goes where the red goes and where the white and how much that can change a character by doing that it's really cool well and even on the flash over the course of the show his costume has continually evolved mm. uh to the the point now where it looks the most comic book like what does it look like in the comic books a skin tight suit yeah they've finally got to it cool. where it looks and it doesn't look stupid but it was an evolution. They, they, they've evolved the suit over the course mm-hmm. of the show, giving you yeah. lots of so uh, deep, deep hardcore fans will be like, which was your favorite of the suits that he's worn over the course of the six uh, seasons? You know, they, they, they really play around with it and have a lot of fun with it. Cool. And although I did not care for the robot one from the movie, that, that I don't, hmm. I didn't care about armor too much. I don't like the armor thing. Sure. It doesn't work for me. It, it makes sense from a, Right, but it's not your favorite. No, it's not. I'm not gonna shit on. I know you. I, I know you kind of like that movie. I can see. I was. I, I was surprised uh, at how tolerable it was. I expected it to be uh, painful. Yeah. I, I I smiled through it. I I watched that with a, a like. I can't believe how bad this is, but I just started enjoying myself because of how bad it was mm-hmm. at that point. I wasn't. I wasn't like I gotta turn this off. I was just like, oh mm-hmm. boy, this is something. <laughs> I think I was expecting it to be more that kind of nihilistic uh, Snyder kind of yeah. kind of dread. How about that fucking had a little more had a little more joy to it. How about that fucking bullshit? Apparently, there wasn't even a Snyder cut. They're just but they are going to shoot. I know, I know. Whatever, okay, whatever. I don't even get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Just give up. Who cares? Yeah, I know. Scrap it. Try scrap it. Scrap it and and take a break. Take a fucking break. Yes. Do the standalone shit that works, like Shazam. Don't yeah. worry about all this shit. Let creators just don't worry about establishing a, your version of the MCU. Right. right. Just, just do have fun. Have some yeah. fun with this fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, take take a cue from the TV shows that have no budget, who managed to get the fun of the comic books that you have been missing for a while and you're just now starting to get like i'm, yeah. I'm looking i mean who knows maybe this will be wonder, that new wonder woman yeah. movie looks like a lot could of be great yeah but who knows maybe this could end up making it wow like it really did made, I, color me surprised <laughs> color I, me twice I, surprised and that oh, they really I'm, did like you know what i mean I'll watch like, it. yeah yeah <laughs> oh i'm gonna watch it i'm not gonna, yeah. i'm not gonna pay for it but eventually i'll fucking watch mm-hmm. it so 
Thawne's breaking down. He's telling him, he tells the whole story about the Black Flash and it's coming to kill him And because it senses the speed force. And they're like, okay, we're going to help you out, but we have to be partners now. And he, he agrees. And they're like, okay. This, and, and Targ says, this isn't the first scary speedster we've had to put in its place. And first I'm like, wait, what? When did that? Oh, that just happened two seconds ago. Oh, I see. He's... He's shitting right in his face. It took me a second to understand. The first That's one being hilarious. you, Eobard. Yeah. Um, he says, like, well, if he senses the speed force, just don't run. And then they have this scene where they're like in the fucking bank. Uh, looks like a warehouse, but it's, I guess it's the bank. Mm-hmm. And he's just, Thawne's just standing still while the Black Flash is sniffing around him. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of shaking and they're like, easy easy and i thought this was fun and tense yeah, it's awesome oh and That's what i mean this is yeah great direction again right yo, yeah totally and yeah. until the two bad guys uh shoot an arrow and throw a spear black flash catches him he's briefly distracted and thawne speed punches him into the the vault they shut the fucking vault they've trapped it momentarily and now mm-hmm. they're fucking partners yeah and so now all bickering aside, they'll still bicker, but they're not yeah. th- they're not his thugs anymore. Yeah. So yeah. So as I said, I like the idea of this of this black flash. Um, like it because it's like it, he's like a, a an entity, right? Like he's, he's like a, he's, he's yeah, death. he's an abstraction. But but then he's able to get locked in a vault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if that it comes, part I, is weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a little um kind of having to use like physical rules for these like non-physical entities for a second here um is like 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 in their state it won't hold them long like yeah, how long how that's long? like exactly <laughs> i thought that the first yeah. the first time i saw this episode i went yeah wait what lasers and like it's yeah a little stuff. convenient a little but but for for everything they were doing with this episode yeah like, yeah fine. i was i was willing to yeah i was willing to forgive it yeah is yeah. what i was I, 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 I again First time I saw that when this aired, I went, all right. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I popped that. Right. Like the, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. So they're now partners. And we cut now to Thawne is rewriting Rip's memories. And they're getting the information about where the rest of the spear is. And Thawne says, well, I'm going to you know, fix some of his annoying tendencies or whatever. He's turning him evil. Because mm-hmm. the last thing we see is we cut uh, for a cliffhanger. <laughs> yep. 1776 New Jersey. And Rip Hunter walks into a tent and we don't see anything but him. And he's like, there's a voice that says like, oh, captain or lieutenant. And he's like, no, General Washington. And he pulls out a gun and bam, apparently he murders George Washington. Yeah. And then looks, and then it's a, uh, the, for, uh, breaks the fourth wall for the first time in the show, and kind of looks <laughs> at the camera and says, "Oh, I cannot tell a lie. I uh, think I'm starting to like the new me." <laughs> that, that was in the outtakes. Yes. <laughs> Tune in next week for more Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Arthur, you know, we went with that take that you suggested. We're, no, I no. think we're going to go with the original. He's gonna go got again. pizzazz and spunk. And it does. It does. Attitude, you know? A new attitude for the teens. Oh, wait, we're in, the, we're, yeah, for the late teens, because we're in the late teens. Well, we'll consider it. And if not, it'll yeah. definitely be a DVD extra. Right, right. I, uh, and, but, but, and we talked about the catchphrase, that whole, uh, um, I, uh, I, uh, uh, 
I think I'm beginning to like uh, the new me. Well, we're gonna we're gonna test it. We're gonna right, test it. I right. mean, I could see it on a T-shirt. Thank you, thank you. That was my thought exactly. We're on the same page, Marty. We're on the same page. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this epic long uh, episode of Gideon, guys. Thank you, Travis. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to talk to you uh, about next week, about next week's episode, because uh, I'm just going to set you up for it. You know, you said this was two episodes. It's on a roll. Yeah. Ain't on a roll no more. Oh, I was hoping you were going to follow it up with like I was going to keep going, but no such luck. I'm just going to say I I have to rewatch it because I watched it the other night without taking notes, and I was I was shitting all over it. There's a few things I like, but sometimes those are our most fun shows. So you know, but boy oh boy, there's some oof, there's some stuff. All right, and it's not flag waving stuff. It's just. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine. All right. It's awesome. Thank you once again, everyone, for listening. Please follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. Yeah. And um, spread the word about the show however you can, because you probably can do a better job than we do. So (laughs) I'll talk to you next time. Adios. Adios.